open your eyes. And what do you see? If you're in the car listening to this podcast, hopefully the road. And hopefully your eyes were already open. Because today we are talking about sight. Hello, my fellow weirdos. I'm Deidre, and I have been a zookeeper slash educator for the last decade. And this, my beautifully eyed friends, is Weird Animal Facts Explicit, a show dedicated to the weird, odd, unusual, gross, and oftentimes disturbing facts about animals. So, no kids allowed. Beat it, punk. Today is the second episode in our five-week journey into the five senses. Last week, we got hot and dirty, talking about the black fire beetle and star-nosed mole's sensual sense of touch. Today, like a cartoon wolf does a skimpily dressed cartoon woman, we'll use our eyes and focus on the eyesights of the hawk and cat. Meow! And But before we get turned into a teenage girl discovering her sexuality and get too deep, let's learn a little bit about eyes. After all, that's how we see. With our eyes. And even those of us with imperfections in our vision and require glasses so not to run into things, still might not fully understand how the magic school bus our eyes work. So your eyes are actually balls. That's right, you've got balls in your head. I've got eyeballs, and you've got eyeballs. Our eyes are big balls, but ostriches are the biggest eyes of them all. Of that eyeball in your head, if you were to look inside of it, and by this I mean I'm not talking about like the parts that you can see, like the iris or the pupil, I'm talking about deep into the eyes. Not sexually, though, or like lovingly, just into it, like in the back of it, the place where you claim that your contact gets stuck. Imagine if you were to dissect an eye. Some of us might have had this pleasure in biology or science class growing up. I dissected a sheep eye. (laughs) On the back is the part of the eye that is kind of like the post office of light. Neither snow nor rain, nor heat nor gloom of night, stays these curios from the swift completion of the appointed rounds. Basically, your retina is making sure that light that enters into your eye goes where the heck it's supposed to. Retina, USPS for eye light. In the retina is a friend we briefly talked about during the star-nosed mole segment from last week. Remember how we said that the 11th digit of the star-nosed mole's 22-finger nose works like the fovea? Well, in the human eye, the fovea that thing that helps us focus while reading, is located in the retina. Well, technically it's actually located in the macula in the retina, but that's a lot of words for us to remember all at once. So, retina, fovea. The reason why we need to know the retina is, since it has to do with light absorption and distribution, it's very important to sight. Which should then indicate to you that maybe I'll talk about it again? And so that you don't feel like an American watching a rugby match, just keep in mind these somewhat fancy vocabulary words I've been tossing around like a footy. Fun fact, the ball in rugby is sometimes called a footy. A couple of other terms you need to be familiar with 
are cones and rods. Cones and rods, we're talking cones and rods. Cone, 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 cones and rods. Cones and rods are the photoreceptors that are mainly responsible for sight and are housed in the retina. Cones are responsible for color and rods are responsible for spotting motion and absorbing light when there really isn't that much around. And if you need a weird way to help you remember the difference, here comes. Cones, like snow cones, come in lots of different colors. And cones in the eye allow us to see color. So when you look at a colorful snow cone, just know it's because of the cones in your eyes. Cones, snow cones, colorful. Whereas rods may make me think of rods of light, and the most famous rod of light is a lightsaber. And rods help us see in low light, meaning when the dark side is near, you can see better because of the rod of light, aka lightsaber. I hope this helps. Anyways, now let's get to the animals. Finally. Hawks, the ultra-assassin pilots of the sky. We've all heard the saying, eyes like a hawk. And if you're a Marvel fan, you are more than familiar with the superhero, Hawkeye. Or for you older folks out there, M.A.S.H., who's named after Hawkeye from Last of the Monarchs, who, like Hawkeye of Marvel, was an excellent marksman. It is well known that hawks have good eyesight. But just how good is it? The short answer is very good. But the longer and more informative answer is Coming at you live from New York, this is Hawkeye Live! With Coopers, Ferruginous, Harris's, Honey Buzzard, Northern Gosh, Sharpshin, Swainson's, Featuring, Auger, Harrier, Jordan's Bazaar, Musical Guest, The Red Shouldered Hawks, and your host, Red Tail. In the chance that you are unaware of what a hawk is, it's a murderous bird. Okay, or um, some say a bird of prey. And the big bird of light set upon him. Thou shall fly among the clouds. And his disciples sparrows cried out, Hallelujah! No, 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 it's, it's a bird that preys upon animals for food. Take this, all of you, and eat it, for this is my body. As a bird, it has feathers, lay eggs, is warm-blooded, you know the deal. As a bird of prey, or as some say raptor, a hawk is equipped with murderous weapons. That's why when you go to the zoo and you watch a free-flight bird presentation, all the trainers have on leather gloves. That's not a sexual fetish they have, that's for protection. So that when that bird of prey does land on their arm, they still have their arm. But don't worry. The birds in those presentations are very well trained and are only using that leather glove as a perch. So the trainers wear the leather glove for the same reason you should wear a condom. Even though you don't really need it, accidents can happen. A bird of prey will attack their food, such as a mouse, another bird, snake, bat, etc., etc., with their talons, aka fork feet. Then, they will tear the fluffy flesh off of their freshly caught meal with their curved and sharp beak. That is, if they can't just swallow it down completely. 
And yes, watching any bear to prey tear apart the skin of their still breathing victim is as entertaining as watching a Ted Bundy documentary because what you're really watching it for is to learn how Ted did it. In the Hawks case, it all starts with the eyes. And I guess some would say that is how Ted Bundy got away with it. At least that's how it started. I mean, after all, they did have the sexy Zac Efron play him, and Zac Efron is on my list of celebrities I would love to love, as was Chadwick Boseman. Ooh, yeah. That's right. Just like how Ted Bundy used his seducing eyes to lock into his prey, so do hawks. If a hawk was sitting on a goalpost of a football field, it could see a rabbit that was hopping beneath the other goalpost that happened to be 17 fields away. And... As predators, the hawks of the world's eyes are facing forward. Eyes in the front, ready to hunt. Eyes on the side, run and hide. Their eyes are also shaped a bit differently than ours. If you were to remove your eye, like a creep, you would find that it would be round, like those balls we sang about earlier. If you were to remove a hawk's eye, like an animal murderer, you would see that their eye isn't perfectly round and looks a bit flat. And in proportion to their body, their eyes are very large. It'd be like if our eyes were the size of baseballs. But as I said, the hawk's eyes aren't round like baseballs or ours. They're actually kind of flat. But that flatness allows for more surface area for light and color to be absorbed. Rods and cones, we're talking rods and cones. It's the rods and cones. We're talking rod, 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 rods and cones. They've got more of them. Not only do they have more rods and cones, but they have more fovea. We have one fovea per eye, and hawks have two. Meaning they can focus in on something twice as well as we can. And let us not forget about those cones. Remember, cones are the colorful snow cones. And as humans, we can see three colors, red, green, blue. All right, now, now. Now, before you get mad at me and say, well, I can see yellow because that's the color of my pee. Well, what I mean is by we can see three colors is that we can see three colors in different ways as the colors interact with one another. Like how red and blue make purple, right? Get it? Kind of. If not, just go with what I'm saying. Anyways, while we humans see three colors, hawks can see four. And this fourth color is said to allow them to see Ultraviolet light. Think of all those crime slash murder documentaries you love to watch. And when they use that black light to find the guy's semen on the bed sheets he used to bury his victim in? Well, we can't see the semen with our naked eye. Well, I mean, sometimes you can see the semen, but like, I'm talking about the semen that the murderer wasn't able to wipe up with a towel, right? There's still semen evidence in that sheet that only a black light can see and pick up. Well, in the ultraviolet realm of sight that we mere mortal humans cannot see, a hawk can see such things as urine from a mouse. And I suppose they could see the semen of a murderer? Ooh, maybe hawks are just like the cops of the rodent world, and when a mouse murders another mouse, it's the hawk's job to track down that murderous mouse by looking for the murderous mouse's semen. Can they see mouse semen? My semen. Semen's? Mises Siemens. I don't know. I would imagine so. Do you remember back in 2015 when the internet lost their shit over what color is the dress? 
Well, it was your rods and cones at work that decided which side you would be on, as well as some self-perspective. Meaning, however you thought the dress was being lit or exposed to light determined what color you saw the dress as. In dim light, your rods, aka lightsabers, activate to help us see contrasts. In bright light, our cones, like all those colors of the snow cone, help us determine color. Meaning, if your brain thought that the dress was overexposed, you probably saw a black and blue dress. Verse, if you thought the dress was underexposed, you saw white and gold. With this information and what we know about hawks and owl visions, we can actually assume that a hawk would say that the dress was black and blue, while an owl, who is nocturnal and uh, has many, many, many rods, as they are the ultimate Siths of the dark side, would think the dress was white and gold. Fun fact, owls only have one phobia, whereas our hawks, like we said before, have two. Being nocturnal, owls don't really need to see many colors the way the daytime hunters of the hawks do. That's why owls have more rods, as rods are what helps view things such as contrast and shades. Transition fact! Cats are very similar to owls in this manner. What, 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 what? Did we just transition smoothly into the next animal without the use or need of the transition song? Nice! Cats! Murderers of the night! That's right, cats are similar to owls as they have more rods in their eyes than cones. More lightsabers than snow cones. And believe it or not, but in some ways, we actually have better sight than cats. What? Have you ever wondered why your cat looks like an idiot when it's stalking and hunting something during the middle of the day? It's because of the rods to cone ratio in comparison to ours. Humans have more cones, or color-absorbing photoreceptors than cats, and cats do their best hunting at dawn and dusk. Since cats' eyes aren't too keen on color, the six times the number of rods they have to humans allow them not only to see better at night, but also to see any changes of the shadows. Think of your cat like the T-Rex from Jurassic Park. It's dark and you tucked yourself in. You turned off the light and pulled the covers over top you and start to close your eyes. But then, you hear a meow echoing from the darkness of the hall. Your pathetic human eyes with their lack of rods can't see a thing, if anything at all. If anything, it would take you almost 30 minutes for your rods and your eyes to allow your brain to see anything around you in the fresh darkness. Maybe if you were a pirate and always had on an eye patch, you could just slide that patch over to the other eye, and the eye under the patch would have been adjusted to the darkness by now, and see your murderous cat approaching. But alas, you are not a pirate. Darn it. In order to keep that dinosaur-like cat from attacking your toes that have created a small hill under your quilt, you remember Dr. Grant telling Jeff Goldblum not to move. And yes, according to Steven Spielberg's Jurassic Park, your cat's eyes are just like a T-Rex's. Because you know from experience that the moment you dare to move your toes, even the slightest while frozen in the darkness, your devil cat will see it and then attack! <laughs> if you are lucky enough to survive your cat's playful attack in the middle of the night and wake up with all your toes, the daytime is the hour at which you can seek your revenge. Well, kind of. You see, in the bright light of day, our cones are almost superhuman to our cats. 
as we can see 10 times better than them in the brightness. And while we see those three colors mentioned earlier, a cat only sees two. Fun fact, humans that are considered colorblind see the same color spectrum as cats. As for seeking out your revenge, it can be tricky. An average human has 20-20 vision. That means we can stand 20 feet away from that sign and read all the lines and letters perfectly. But let's say you have 2100 vision. What this means is that to see what a 2020 person can see clearly at 100 feet, you'd have to be 20 feet away. And that's how a cat sees. So to get your revenge on your cat, you'd have to be, well, even though it'd be blurry past the 20 feet, they could still see some sort of shape. And considering how ridiculously skilled and spazzy cats are, I'm not sure you could really sneak up on a cat, especially if you put it in the fact that they can see a bit wider of a range than us. Well, well, at least you can appreciate a beautiful sunset. No wonder cats are so evil. I'd be evil too if I couldn't enjoy the beauties of color. Like Chadwick Boseman. Here's a fun fact about my dog. She has a lazy eye. And like infants who haven't quite learned how to focus, my dog's eye is a bit of a free spirit. Especially right before bedtime. But when my dog is fully awake or that infant grows and learns how their eyes work, they will use both their eyes in unison. Both eyes work together so to focus on one thing so to give the brain an image. This type of sight is called binocular vision because it works like binoculars. In comparison, chameleons, you know those cute little lizards? Ah, they're so cute. Anyways, chameleons with their independently moving eyes that are on the side of their head, like a satanic omen about to summon the Lord of Darkness, they can see two different things at once, as the eyes don't have to work together like ours, hawks, or cats. This type of demonic possession is called monocular vision. Goats have it too. <laughs> In fact, many animals with eyes on the side of their head, aka dinner species, have monocular vision. The reason as to why hawks and cats were chosen as a representative for sight in today's podcast is because of their amazing ability to focus in on a target and then murder it. This is why Rocky fights to such a song. Here I am with binocular vision Look ahead, there is my prey Because I'm bird, don't mean I need wisdom Just a hawk with, with an, an appetite for my eyes As a cat, I can be a dick You trade yourself for a demon Turn out the lights, my Vision is rich. rich. I will stock your feet in the night. I've got the eyes of a tiger, I've got the side of a hawk. You are going to rise and forget. You're the last no survivor on going Watching you with my binocular vision. Twenty twenty. That ain't me here 
As a cat's more like 100 Focus my pupils so that I can see With my skill, you'll be killed once survive I've got the eyes of a tiger Got the side of a hawk Using a comb and her arms as a puppet You're the last lone survivor I'm coming in hot Watching you with my Rising up, straight to the sky Rip your guts with my talons I flew the distance and you will die Just to hunt with a hungry appetite I got the eyes of a tiger Got the side of a hawk Using a coat and round as appropriate You're the last known survivor I'm coming in hot Watching you with my binoculars Vision Scientific names are hard. And if you've never seen this part of the show before, this is when I attempt to read a scientific name. And I'm not very good at reading scientific names. However, in today's episode, since we talked about cats and hawks, I asked my roommate Emily to write down on sheets of paper, these ones right here, multiple scientific names of cats and hawks. So I'm going to do a rapid fire round of this and try to attempt to read all of these, starting with the hawks. It's a full sheet of paper. It's very long. All right. Buto Jamanicanus, American red-tailed hawk from North America. Buto Apollonatanus, zone-tailed hawk from North America. Acceptor Batinus, Sakura, African Asia. Macurampus Alicinus, that's the barred hawk from Africa and New Guinea. Acceptor Solinensis from Southeast Asia, that's the Chinese sparrow hawk. Avicerida Leivnito, that's the black bazaar from Southeast Asia. Garanano Sipasa Karanarunalishish, that's the crane hawk from Central and South America. Crypotoleocopalterixis Plumberbia, that's the plumberous hawk from Central and South America. And the the Rufus Crab Hawk from South America. Those were the hawks. Now it's time for the cats. And cats, by the way, wonderful musical, horrible movie musical. Don't ever watch it. I mean, you can watch it just for fun. Anyways, here are the cats' scientific names. Full long list of them. Okay. Panthera Tigris Tigris. Uh, ba- Bengal tiger. <laughs> I don't know why that was hard. Okay, starting, starting, continuing. Panthera tigris, Alatix, Siberian tiger, Felis catus, house cat, Felis nigurips, black-footed cat, Panthera leo, African lion, Panthera cancola, mountain lion, Lynx, 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 Lynx paradinus, Iberian lynx. It says lynx in there. We're not done yet, though. Lepiteria serval, serval, Piranoralirus viverinus. Fishing cat. Dun dun dun. I completed the challenge. You can be the judge and let me know how good it was and be as harsh as you need to be. 
To get more weird animal facts, follow us on Instagram at WAF Podcast. Next Tuesday, we'll be investigating yet another two weird animals of one of the three remaining five senses. So get your tongue and taste buds ready as I will be whipping up quite the snack for you as I serve you a full plate of the weird tasting abilities of the catfish and snakes. And if you happen to be listening on iTunes and haven't already, please rate and review the show so that other weirdos around the world can learn just how ridiculous this factual show is. And I guess I'll see you guys next week. Stay weird!